moods. I really do love the Psalms. They express such raw emotions and deep contemplative thought from people who struggle to serve God, to understand God, and to love God. And so often the emotions are angry, sad, confused. Psalm 4017, as for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O my God. Psalm 109, 22 and 23, for I am poor and needy and my heart is pierced within me. I am gone like a shadow at evening. I am shaken off like a locust. Sometimes the emotions are hopeful. Psalm 9, 18, for the needy will not be forgotten forever. The hopes of the poor will not always be crushed. Psalm 22, 26, the poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. Psalm 24, 74, 21. Do not let the downtrodden be put to shame. Let the poor and the needy praise your name. And at least once in a while, the emotions are happy. Psalm 63, 5. My soul is satisfied as with a rich feast, and my mouth praises you with joyful lips. Psalm 96, 11 and 12. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Psalm 122, 1. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And so often, the Psalms have a disturbing vitriolic edge. It's a fun word to say, but it's not the kind of description that's desirable. Psalm 55, 15. Let death come upon them. Let them go down alive to Sheol, for evil is in their homes and in their hearts. Psalm 74, 10 and 11. How long, O God, is the foe to scoff? Is the enemy to revile your name forever? Why do you hold back your hand? Why do you keep your hand in your bosom? And then right in the psalm for today, Psalm 145, 20. The Lord watches over all who love him, but the wicked he will destroy. Praise and adoration. Good feelings and then that destroy the wicked stuff. Remember the psalm, the psalmists wrote with real raw emotion, poured out poetically. The psalms reflect the moods of a people trying to understand. But why is it necessary to seek the destruction of our enemies? Once a colleague of mine suggested that maybe the destroys the wicked part is better understood from a position of powerlessness instead of power. As in those who are being oppressed see hope in the destruction of the ones who are oppressing them. I can see how that might work to understand this psalm, but I also think this psalm isn't written from a perspective of powerlessness. It's identified as a psalm of David. Yes, David and Goliath, David and Bathsheba, King David. And the whole psalm is written as an acrostic poem. Each line begins with the next letter in the Hebrew alphabet. It doesn't work well in the English translation. I think this psalm is written by an educated person who comes from a place of power, not powerlessness. 
So back to the point. Why in the midst of something uplifting and wonderful do we see something demoralizing and negative? Today's psalm reading has something in it that may not catch your attention at first. It celebrates the God who the writer experiences as always just and always near. As you hear it, it feels like the words of someone who has been blessed immensely by God. But the blessings that are being described aren't really from God to the writer. They're from the writer to God. Can you do that? Can you bless God? Yes, we can bless God. To bless can mean to worship or praise, to grant goodness or favor, and to raise up those kinds of things in another. When we talk about blessing directed toward God, it implies reverence or adoration directed in thanks to God. You may have noticed that during opening prayers in these services, I often say, please bless us, God, we bless you. Bless God's holy name. It's uplifting. It's wonderful. Why take that? And remember something demoralizing and negative. Even in a time of turmoil, can we remember the blessings? Hmm. I'm not sure. It's easy to remember the problems. Money. Disagreements. Worry only everyone just thought the same way. It's not going to happen. What can happen is we can hold on to however possible this vision, a caring community of Christ, a people of prayer and action, a beacon of hope, justice, and peace. And through it all, the blessing and the challenge, God is always just, always near. Amen.